face But nothing changed, less you change What's around you, how you think, how you live, how you speak, how you walk, how you blink, how you talk, how you teach, how you reach, let it sink What's your purpose, what's your passion, your pain, what's your plan, is it plain, on a plane, how's your plane, I'm just playing What's your purpose, what's your passion, did it end? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we are here. You are now plugged in with Molly and Joe, the Mental Warriors. We have a great show for you today. My yeah, boy yeah. Joe is here. We missed last week. It was a little bit of communication issues or what have you, but it was a long week. I had to bury my brother. Rest in peace, um, Chief Captain Hebron. It, I mean, you know, it was with the family. It was You know, it was, it was a very emotional day. And I couldn't make it on, but I had a couple of other brothers that was going to come on and they was actually going to knock it out the park. I know they was going to knock it out the park. So what I did was I said, we're going to do the same show we were going to do last week, this week, and we're just going to add myself. Ain't, much of, ad, ain't much of an ad, but I'll make it work. All right. So what we're going to do is my man, Joe, take it away real quick. What's going on, everybody? We missed y'all last week. We missed y'all, but the good thing is there's a lot more content that happened between last week and this week, so we're a little more energy-filled. We got a little more energy for y'all. Um, like I told you earlier, I'm surprised you're not wearing your Knicks gear from last night's win, so, you know, these little hype. Well, 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 I got, I got my big leadership <laughs> shirt on today, so... You know, I'm repping, I'm repping, repping my other squad, my other there squad. There you go. Baller, there you go. Baller brand, you know. <laughs> if I ain't repping the Knicks, you know, I might as well be repping, you know, myself, you know. That's Let's all. Go. Yeah, man. Thank you. Congratulations to the Knicks. Uh, I mean, you know, it's been like forever before they won anything in forever. It's been, what, seven years since they won a playoff game. Um, And check us out. Yeah, baller.org, www.baller.org. Um, oh, let's go to the platforms we're on. Remember, we on YouTube, we on Facebook, we on Instagram, we on Anchor.fm, we on Spotify. What else we on, Joe? Oh, gosh. We are on. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on MixCloud. We're on Google Podcast, iTunes Podcast, and the TheEveningRushNetwork.com. Of course, the TheEveningRushNetwork.com. You can also catch us at Plug, Plug MJ. All right, that's plugged at plugged MJ. You know Molly and Joe get it, but um, you also can catch us on Facebook because we also have a Facebook page plugged with Molly and Joe. Yeah. All right, you catch us on Facebook. Um, check us out. We're talking today. What are we talking about today, Joe? Oh gosh, we got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Our main topic of the day is identifying African American work ethic. Yeah, are we lazy or are we tired? I, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to my answer later on about that one. Um, we also got a few. We got our current events topics, of course. Um, we're going to talk about Bill Cosby. We're going to talk about what else? We're going to talk about there, Joe. We're going to talk about um, support for other uh, against other types of hate and mm -hmm. why African Americans hate is not being supported. So we're talking about um, canceling Claire Huxtable. That's a question mark. And a question, not a command. Oh, gosh. We're going to talk about, and we have a couple of other brothers that are coming on for the first, one that's coming on for the first time and one that uh recurring guest. Yeah, one of our reoccurring co-hosts, it seems. 
Um, he's going to be working with us in the near future, I'm sure, because he's excited about the cause. Um, so what we're going to do also, of course, we're going to pay homage to the ancestors. But yes. first, before we pay homage to the ancestors, before we go into the current events, before we go into the topics of the day, I would like to bring in our guests for the day, our two guests for the day. First, we have Brother Isaiah Brown. All right, there we go, Isaiah Brown. Where my bombs at, Don? My <laughs> bombs at? Where's my bombs at, bro? Come on now, you're making me look bad here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isaiah Brown, what's going on, brother? Glad. Not much. Man, can y'all hear me? Everything good? Yeah, Sound yeah. Right. Right. yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm going to go with it, man. Listen, we live right now. <laughs> we're going to ride with it. You know what I'm saying? Recurring. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Be here. All right. So what we also going to have today, we're going to have our recurring guest, recurring, sorry, recurring guest, um, Zachariah Israel. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the hell going on with his shirt, but it's dope. It got our logo on it for some reason. Oh, that. Yeah, it's kind of dope. We got a reflection. I was trying something with the background. The background. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. It worked on your chest. That's what <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened. But nah, welcome, nah. brothers. I'm just going to keep moving. Brothers. Like this. Welcome, brothers, man. I know an hour really isn't enough for what, the, you know, what, we're, what we need to talk about. But this is just like like I told everybody else. This is just our shot in the wind to let everybody know this is a platform for us. This is where we need to be. This is what we need to be doing at all times, just sure. to keep that word going. I don't care what you know, what monetary you know um, 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 thing you can get from it. I, I it ha you know, it has no bearing to me. But of course, if it happens, it happens. So that's why you have to share and do all these other different things, support, and all that other stuff. But what we're going to do is we're going to go into our paying homage. And I'm going to start off with Joe. Joe, talk, talk to me, brother. All right. Well, this brother has been a real impact in my life. He's pretty much responsible for my consciousness as a young adult. And we just lost him last week. So I'm still a little mourning over a little bit. But the Honorable Paul Mooney. Right. Paul Mooney. Legendary. Right. If you want to talk about man behind the man. Behind a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, the man behind the man. Yeah. You know, people don't know about his impact in comedy and black comedy. You know, he wrote for Richard Pryor. He created Homie the Clown. He's an impact for Dave Chappelle. He done, he done so good much times. He wrote for Good Times. Good Times, wow. Samson and Son, you name wow. it. So iconic. But the reason why he was, I guess you'd say, he was blacklisted in Hollywood is because he told the truth. Mm -hmm. mm. And unfortunately, that's the sacrifice you pay for being true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we're learning that today's day and age. You know, so, so unfortunately, they didn't give him his flowers while he was alive. But the real heads knew. Eric, you know, the real people who followed him knew. So right, that's right. homage to my ancestor. And I, I hope, only hope, one day that I could be as brash as he was, <laughs> even well, if it means as brave, as brave, as brave, as brave. Yeah. And I, think, I think this is the beginning of it in a sense. Whereas this platform, this show. Like, you know, because I don't think we really hold back much. You know, I mean, we try to bring it a certain way with a certain kind of taste. But I don't think it's anything that we don't really touch on. And I think that's what we, you know, um, that's what we got to go with it. But next up, you know, what I mean, anybody ever say anything about Paul Mooney? 
Anybody else right right quick, brothers? No, no? Good, good. All right, so we're we going to move on to our next brother, Isaiah. Oh, somebody that impacted me? Oh, I, more than anything else, uh, William H. Cosby Jr. All right. All right. Bill Cosby. I mean, without without his uh his tutelage and you know his his art i probably i would not be sitting here before you like i wouldn't have gone to college i wouldn't have been wow. like wow. college was it yeah and and it, it, i know what he's going through in his personal life but his art don't have anything to do with that i'm still respecting it i still watch the shows when they come on i'm still nostalgic like i remember seeing a different world just knowing like all right i need to be there like i need to be in this higher education you know so it was that's it was why cool. I'm it was so cool man and we're gonna yeah. bring we're gonna bring Bill back in the topic late in topics later because um something came up right. just today about your hero, to be honest with you. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. So we're gonna bring Bill back. So we're gonna move on. Yeah, we're gonna move on um to the next one, and that's me. All right. So um I pay homage because I knew that the Knicks was gonna pull pull through last night. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm such a big Nick fan. And this man actually, this man actually, you know, paved a lot of way in sports when it come down to fashion, when it come down just to his 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 hard nosed style of playing basketball and all that other stuff. And I'm giving I'm paying homage to the great Walt Clyde Frazier. Woo! Clyde, Clyde Frazier. Look at that boy. Sharp boy. Sharp. Even yeah. now, even now. Yes. Even now, um, he he's um still still doing his thing when he's talking about commentating and like his word his wordplay on on, on on the commentating tip and um those two championships that we had so many years ago. People just <laughs> you know, always hate on us about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like that was in the seventies before you was born. Uh but he's the re- he's the leader. He's the epitome of what a leader is, and he always speaks on those things. He always speaks on those things anytime he get a chance to. And I think, and I really believe that you know having him around in any franchise. Oh boy, here you go. See the haters again, man. Right? Oh boy. Listen, but it ain't about the ring. It's about Walt Clyde Frazier right now. It ain't about the ring. It's about the two rings he bought to us. The glory he brought to us at some point. All right. Yeah, he's still holding he's still holding on to them glory outfits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yeah, yo. His style, yo, his style, his style ain't for everybody. I'll tell you that much. His style ain't for everybody. But you know, you know how he how he talked to you though. Razzle and dazzle. Right. Yeah, that's right. Percolating and all kinds of old big words and whatnot. You know what I mean? So what we're gonna do is I'm done with my part of who I'm paying homage to, the great Walt Clyde Frazier. And last but not least, we're going to have Zachariah speak on who he's paying homage to. Uh, the, the What you just said about great leaders was excellent segue to who I'm paying homage to today. And this person was excellent, um, just human being. He had a huge impact in my life. Um, I was at a turning point around 20 years old and, um, you know, after facing a, a life and an experience, I asked God to lead me to the truth. And I met this individual uh, who just blew me away. And that is Chief Amos, my boy. <laughs> oh, man. man, I believe in our era. Um, his, 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 his arm stretched so far 
that it didn't only touch the lives of the people that met him, but trickle down because people are still carrying on his legacy that beyond his own family members like myself, still talking about who he was and what he did. And wow. Just to, just to sum it up, I'm going to leave you with something that speaks in my brain about, um, you know, his, his teaching style and how he touched so many lives. One story he told about his childhood, about his grandmother cooking so many cookies and he, he could, he, there was only enough for everybody in the house. And I and remember the story. He had, yeah. he had to look at that pile of cookies and knowing that he wanted to eat them all. Think about how many other people had to eat cookies, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that was something he was raised with that um, it, it, it really speaks to who his character, who he was. He never really was about himself and everything he did was for other people. So, you know, big ups and shout outs to Steve Amos. You know, man. a leader, a great leader. Wow, wow. I, I appreciate that, man. Listen, that man, that man, um, I don't speak enough about about who he was. I think I try to show who, you know, who he was through what I'm trying to bring about into the community and all that, and all by examples and stuff like that, being a good father, being a teacher, being a leader, and all those other different things. And I'm, I got still got work to do, you know what I mean, in all those regards. But um, I know for a fact that he, like, like you said, his teachings has guided every aspect of who I am today. Because I see, if you, I see it. It's evident, brother. You know what I mean? And um, you know, and and that, that's pretty dope of you to to pay homage to him because I actually did it before. But that's you know, come on, that's my dad. So of course I I would do so. You know right. what I mean? But um, you know, for you to do it, and you know, that's that's actually means a lot to me, and that's why you, my brother. And that's why this well, this is going to work. We're going to do watch, watch, watch. I, I tell you, I promise you, we're going to do big things. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to move on to um, our current events um, stage. All right. So, um, so uh, the first one we got going on today, fellas, is Bill Cosby's parole was denied. Joe. Mm, yes. His parole was denied. Um, they looked at it. They gave three reasons of why his parole was denied. Um, as you see here, there, there are three reasons. The need to participate and complete additional institutional programs. Uh, the negative recommendation made by the Department of Corrections for Pennsylvania. And failure to develop a parole release plan. What the... You know, these are things that I didn't even know you needed all those things when you were providing that um, uh, your parole. Like I've never heard those options to like to be really serious when when you, I've, I've never been in jail before, so I can't speak for it. But I've never knew that was part of the process, if you will. Right. And I, I think the only reason why they identified these as processes is because they're trying to make it as difficult as possible for him to be denied. Yeah, that, that's, that's just crazy. They're doing him dirty because let's think about it. We know the pigment of his skin. We know the power that he possessed back in the day. Now, he, uh -huh. is, like, he could be guilty of whatever he's done in his personal life. But they're going this hard for him. It's BS because if they could get Michael Jackson on trial back in the 90s, how come you couldn't get Bill back then? I just don't get that. Like, and, and now you're just going hard on the what? How old is Bill? Probably in his 80s now, right? 80 by 84. Yeah. So. Well, and you know, and blind and pretty and blind too. Like you know he. Yeah. Yeah. 
we it's unfortunate, are. but you know, it's, 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 I guess it's the law, whatever Zachariah. that means. Zachariah. Yeah. I don't, I don't even, I don't even think that, uh, first of all, I personally don't believe that he did the, the things that he's allegedly accused of or convicted of. Okay. Um, at the time he was getting ready to buy one of the major networks. Mm. If you know, it's kind of similar to what happened with Mike, uh, Michael Jackson and that, he just recently won a decade-long lawsuit against Sony, and he had become 51% owner of yeah. Sony. And that's just before he mysteriously died. And, you yeah. know, um, you know I, people like to say the things I say sometimes on uh, conversations for conspiracy theories, but I think that just strengthens their, uh, their plan because when people start to look at the truth as a conspiracy, nobody will believe you anymore. And All think, right. It's a plan to keep a black man down, basically, and especially in that in that light. All right, so what we're gonna go with it from Cosby parole denied, and it also ties into the cancellation of Claire Huxtable in a sense, because mm-hmm. what they wanted to do with Bill Cosby is basically cancel the Cosby Show, cancel everything that he's done good. Like Isaiah said, Isaiah said he was like, listen, he was responsible for a lot of black, a lot of young black folk. For yeah. And I know that personally because I wanted to do the same, but I just, you know, circumstances and family situations didn't allow for me to do so. But um, I was one of the, I was one that was in line. And the reason was, was the Cosby show. It was nothing else. Nothing in the hood taught me that. Nothing in the streets taught me that. Nothing in the schools taught me that. But um, let's go to their canceling Claire Huxable. Joe, should she be receiving backlash for supporting Cosby? Absolutely not. She shouldn't be receiving backlash because the only, from what I was told, or what I saw was that she posted a pic. Felicia Rashad, who played Claire Huxtable, posted a pic in regards to Mother's Day, and mm-hmm. talking about how important she was in regards to motherhood. And then right. as soon as she did that, that's when everything came out. So it was like the right. moment she brought up that character, it's like people have a bitter taste in their mouth. But she shouldn't receive backlash for um, anything that Bill Cosby is a, a deemed assumed guilty of. But it's part of the systematic oppression. It's like you're going to not just get rid of Cosby, but anything associated with him, as you all mentioned. So it could have been anybody that posted anything that was tied directly to Cosby. And they would have said, well, you're a supporter of him. So you got to be canceled, too. It's part of that cancel culture structure, you know? Right. So Isaiah, same thing. Canceling Claire Huxtable, is that something? Should she should she be receiving the backlash for supporting? Hell no. Listen, that was her colleague for so long, right? And we talk about, you know, this goes into how we, we you know, I, I, I'm raising two girls protecting all women. But if he did this, right, back in that time, and he was the closest to Claire, she ain't never yet talk about anything with regards to him doing any funny business. And we all know how bad Claire Huxtable was on that show, how bad she is now. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. I'm trying to understand. Like, ain't none of his. Like, he was around adults. Like, you know, Sandra was an adult. All other adults that was on there, all the people that funneled through that show, nobody said anything about Bill doing anything bad to him. So I don't understand. And you can't cla- cancel Claire Huxtable. I'm sorry. Like, that's right, just not right. The- like, she's the ultimate mom. Like, she right. was the, like right. she was, like like. Listen, I'm telling you right now, some people would trade their mom for Claire Huxtable. Listen, I'll, still, you know I'll still ask Claire Huxtable out for a date right now. Like you, you crazy? Off a of GP, right? So yeah. what's <laughs> Zachariah? Zachariah. 
she's supposed to she's sticking by the side of her her colleague you know and i'm sure they're very good friends you don't just flip on somebody especially yeah. i believe she knows he's not guilty of those things yeah. i mean and right. she can't come out and say those things because then her career will be in jeopardy yeah right? and and, yeah. and we remember the people who came out and said he did something to them uh their career had been on the downslide already. So right, this is right. them to make themselves relevant again. Lisa right. Bonet ain't come out and say nothing. No. Yeah. Out of all these from the past. There's anything. no need. She don't have no. to come. You can't pay her off. She already made yeah. it. And I look who her husband is too. So, but yeah. people that were on the downslide making less money than they was back then and they almost forgotten. So yeah, we're going to accuse yeah. him. And, and they probably were paid to do it, which I believe. So I'm going to bring it back to his parole being denied what is that what why, why is his parole being denied then because no? he still has power and he still has power in society people still remember his work if he comes out he still has power they okay. don't want him out in the street supporting that just, yeah real quick yeah just power okay isaiah what 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 do you think it is like do he know things what do we think what do you think it is he just he's the sacrificial lamb and that is the easiest target to get like the other guys, like that are on trial, they're not getting the, the the same thing. And then he's the most popular. And then of course, I mean, he's black. Like let's just call it what it is. Like he's a powerful black man. They ain't ready for that. Like we we still fighting for those rights. So what, yeah. What's he going for as far as, as far as power? What do you think he was going for in in, in a power sense? Oh, the power of influences in media and like trying okay. to buy NBC at that time. Okay, okay. that's what yeah. I'm talking about, and that's, that's the, the whole thing. Uh huh. And that's the plug into the fact that that's why we have shows like Plug today is because of men like Bill Cosby. Mm -hmm. If it right. Bill Cosby, we would not be, we would not, us four men would not be sitting here in this square right. box doing any of this right now because we wouldn't have right. the confidence to do so. He showed right. confidence in in, 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 in empowerment. So yeah. what you were saying, Zachariah? Uh, that's the whole purpose. Um, um, Isaiah hit it on the head that, you know, you got so much power and you're a black man in this country. Man, mind you, because there's a reason why Oprah is doing her thing and nobody's stopping her. Okay. You lift up the black woman and put down the black man, you automatically tear apart the black community. Exactly. So, okay. And that's, that's the whole purpose of it right there, because they start yep. tearing the household up from the inside. And then has control over over the entire community. Okay, so way bigger than just one man, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Really. That's why we got to keep doing this positive of what we're doing now and keep it keep it going, you know. Because I'm gonna uplift the black woman as well, but you know, I just hate when some people just try to you know jump on that bandwagon of putting black men down. Like, no, that's just not gonna happen. As long as I'm breathing, I know as long as y'all are breathing, that's not gonna happen. And that, and that's a that's a I mean that's a good segue because we're gonna go into the next topic. But I'm glad that I heard you say that because I'm glad we have this kind of support amongst us because sometimes it gets lonely in your head. You know what I'm saying? When you're thinking and you think it real real hard about your people, you know sometimes it, you know it's like that. Do I have the support necessary to go about the, you know these these positive things? But what we want to do is we're going to touch on one other topic uh, before we head into our break. Um, Asian Hate Crime Task Force is hosting free self-defense classes <laughs> for Asian Americans being attacked. All right. All right. All right. Uh, 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 yo, wait. All right, man. Um, yet, African Americans haven't had any protection bills 
pass in our favor in the, yeah. in the centuries we've been here. Right. All right, Joe. Talk to me, Joe. Talk to me, Joe. Give me <laughs> up a ledge on this one, Joe. Listen, it takes away from their narrative. Um, That's. I think we're, they, they figure that we're used to the violence. We're used to the hate that's being thrown against us. We're used to all of that. So we're not looking at it as important. Have we asked for these things? Of course we have. We see it regularly on a on a regular basis that it's still happening. But I guess you could say we're it's sterile to us now. So it's not as big of a deal. But if it's another culture or another race that comes forth and has these problems, they're the flavor of the month. Right now, Asian American hate, anti anti being anti-Asian American is the flavor of the month right now. And when we say something, and when we say something, they'll sit there and try to throw it back at us as if we're being hateful out oh, there. Exactly. Right. Wait right. a minute, we've been dealing with this for a long time. Like, how can you how can you pay attention to one race that's asking for the things? We've been asking for the same stuff, the same stuff, no difference. But what's the difference between us and them? This is perfect. This is the exact reason why this is happening. It's why it's publicized on the news. They want this reaction. They want the black community mm-hmm. to about us. And then it incites more hate and more division. You know, and they want the Asians to feel like, oh yeah, you're helping us. We deserve this. And then everybody's like, you know, all from all for themselves. You know, nobody's right. gonna unite. One of one of the guests, one of the one of the listeners said they had karate forever. They don't need no self-defense. <laughs> right. Uh, they got self-defense. I thought that's what Taekwondo was, right? Yeah. Isaiah, what so tell me, Isaiah. Why is no George Floyd bill, anti-lynching bill? Why wouldn't the NYPD give African-American protection support? Well, it's because of the fact that, well, two reasons. One, and nothing, and let me preface this by saying, you know, I'm Asian friends. I'm, you know, and definitely all for nobody, you know, getting any violence done um, towards them. But it's easier to just, like, throw us away. Like, I wrote this, I posted this one day, and I said, it's white people, it's dogs, Asians, all other races, and then us. Like, we're at the bottom. We're at the bottom of the totem pole. Like, and we fight for our rights and things like that. And then I think the other part is is that they organize a little, a lot better than we do because they have sections. They have sections in every state. There's a Chinatown in most states. There's no black, every, there's no black town. There's no. (laughs) But I mean, that's not by accident. I think it's a deeper, it goes. Oh, yeah. That's really not by accident. The system is is actually you know designed that way, right? You know, because because Chinatown brings money to the city, yes. right? But would a would would uh you know is is the is the black is the African American or I don't like that word black community actually right. looked at in the same light when it, it actually should be because like we talked yeah. about last week it's the highest percentage of consumers in the country, right? Right. Well, I just don't understand why every Kennedy Fried Chicken is not owned by us. Like who made fried chicken better than us? Right, 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 right. You know, we should be running things, but you know, uh, it's a, it's a lot deeper, and that goes into the next section. So you, so you believe that a lot of the support that um, a lot of these other nationalities get from the government is based mm-hmm. off of the fact that they you, they have more unity amongst them. Well, mm-hmm. I say unity, and just the fact that this is a very like racist country. Like we ain't we we're not popular. They don't want to see us. Uh, uh, like they said to LeBron, shut up and dribble. So my my oh, my theory about it, and it always will be my theory about it, is that um, any any bill or any um, reparations or anything that um, they give us to acknowledge what they've done to us will be them acknowledging the worst 
the worst the worst Holocaust possible. You yes, understand what right. I'm saying? Like the eradication and the and 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 and, and the beast and the beastly um 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 I forget the word the beastly you know the beastly ways they treated the black man. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Listen, they would have to acknowledge that. They would have to yeah. say that was true for them to say, okay, here's a bill for the black man. Yeah, we have to protect the black man at all costs. For them to say that now would be them admitting that they they've been torturing us for years and torturing our minds for years. I never, I don't know, I don't know any person, any black person that ever got forty acres in the room. Absolutely not. Well, I mean, look at it this way. Look how hard they're trying to uh, just change the narrative. Now you got people, politicians come out and saying, oh, racism was as bad as it was. And every anything that you think about now is being deleted or it's trying to be altered to make people think that it wasn't as bad as it was. Mm-hmm. When we know that that's not the case and it's historically, yeah. uh, historically inaccurate right. for them to say that. Do we want just a bill or do we just want just just the acknowledgement that we're here. Like, I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't know if like we need a bill. I just think that we as ourselves have to do more. I preach to any kid, like when I take kids on black college tours, education is key. Most people who are educated aren't going to be in the streets, ain't going to be doing dumbest. We ain't going to jail. I tell every young black man, if, if you're heterosexual, there ain't no women in jail. You be the thorn out here right now, and I'm being nice with it. I, the way I say it is different, but I'm just gonna say it. Like that. We're gonna talk about that later when we, talk, when we have our interview, brother. We're gonna talk to you about that before we, before we go into break. Yeah, um, you know, I think as far as the unity, I think uh, you know, no, no other, no other nationality has gone through the uh, attempted uh, tactics of division that the black community has endured. And I think I see her hit it on the head. It's not about looking for something that they could give, you know, um, to us because I, I stand with it. You know, I stand with the black community, but it's not something you could, you could actually ask for. You got to go out and get it. You know, right. it's beyond, it's kind of a lowering your own integrity at this point to accept it. It's when you should, right. we, we should help to go out and make something happen. All right. So with all that said, man, I appreciate you got, man. So far, so good, man. Wow. Like I said, man, you know, sort of, so I'm pacing it, you know what I'm saying? Because we got another topic coming up. But listen, like I said, an hour ain't enough. Sean, we got to get on that. We got to figure out what we're going to do. But I know an hour is not enough because a lot of these brothers, I want to have recurring. My fault. I'm all for it. All right. But we're going to have words from our network, our favorite network, the Evening Rush Network. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. Okay, we are, that was the Evening Rush Network, and we are sponsored by Bola. That is my personal program, Big Apple Leadership Academy for the Arts. We're trying to do big things in the Big Apple, kind of cheesy, but, hey, it works for me. I hope it works <laughs> for everybody else. Try to save some kids, save some lives, all right? That is yes, B-A-L-A-A, Bola.org. All right, say less. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to get into um, – our top, uh, well, I guess you would call it our topic for the day, 
some things that be having our our minds, you know, our mind, you know, swim around a little bit. It's called identifying African American work ethic. Mm-hmm. The question under that is, because uh, we, we hear it a lot, you know, amongst other nationalities, and it says we're lazy, or are we just tired? So I'm going to go to Joe, for, no, I'm going to go to Zachariah first. Zachariah, I'm going to go to you first. Are mm-hmm. we lazy, are we just tired? Because, listen, it is, it, I mean, I love the fact that you're you're with us, I love the fact that you're in the trenches with us, in the, but guess what? You are the outside looking in. Are we lazy? Like that sometimes. Huh? Like that sometimes. You know when you you know you know me, Marcus. So but you know the viewers. I really The viewers won't know. See, the viewers won't know. So the viewers will be skewed, right? But what I want you to do is clear the air or what you've seen as what someone else would consider an outsider. You my brother. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, same. I look at it as the same here. So, right. Um, I, I, okay, let me say this. Um, and, and noting back to what I mentioned before, just before the, uh, the commercial break, um, accepting something at this point to help, you know, uh, the community, <coughs> asking for something is kind of diminishing integrity, but it's also giving them power over you, right? When somebody's feeding you every day or giving you shelter, then they kind of hold the power over you, you know. And, and and then at some point after so many generations of this, you know, you develop a stigma that okay, we you need me, all right? You need right. me because you have to come to me for everything. And that's kind of what the government did to the black community already. And then some some um, blacks in the community that are accepting these this help from the government. Have become complacent with what they with what they're giving, mm. and, and it's because of other factors of what the system is designed to make you think of yourself. Like we talked talked about um, a few segments ago, was intergenerational influence, where it becomes an impact of what you, is in your DNA. Like we talked about, you know, when you your heartbeat raises when you hear sirens. You know what I mean. And, and things like that, you know, the education system, oh, it's not designed for me. Oh, I will never be accepted in this environment. You know, all of that, it creates a stigma in the brain of, of, of a black American. Okay. Know? And I think that that's, that's the key right there with feeling like, oh, do we, do we take something from, do we need something? No, you don't. You need to get up and go get it. So is, is it laziness? No. I think it's a product of what the system is designed and has done. To okay. Okay. Great answer. Great answer to that one, man. All right. So, Isaiah, are we lazy or are we just tired, bro? Uh, I would just say at this 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 day and age, we're, t- we're lazy. I would say we're lazy in certain most, not not the majority of us, but a good uh, you know part of us because of the fact that when I look at what our ancestors and what everybody who fought in the civil rights movement, right, in this country, that was the one of the most important eras for me. They fought for rights that I have right now to be able to get up and go anywhere to go into, you know, institutions, learn, learn the business, learn and take advantage of it. Right. But a lot of us don't do it because we want that, that, that microwave, you know, success. Like I just go instant gratification, instant gratification. And I think that for us, with everything that we've been through in this country, why are we not taking advantage of more of the opportunities? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we? okay with welfare why are we okay with public assistance why are we okay with 
you know, I, I've seen many people like, you know, I can't go on this trip or because I'm broke or I can't pay my rent because I'm broke, but I could I could be at the club or I could, you know, get this birthday party together to find the will and the way. Right. <laughs> you know, so I just think that if we worked a lot harder for what we have these opportunities, and I know a lot of people are doing it, but not enough of us, in my opinion. We got these opportunities. Let's go for it. Let's use this system that has put their, our foot on their foot on our neck to get to where we need to go. All right. That's, that's, that's yeah, I, bro, you feel what I'm saying? That right? We need to do it. Zach, that's what, that's what we're going to talk about, though. Um, we got thing about this is a great segue yeah. from a future segment. What he just said. Oh, yeah. Just Say left. Joe. Okay. Well, I think. Well, you, I think you brought, think you brought it up, right? You. You the one yeah. came. I don't know. You sounded kind of tired. Like you, you, you be sounding tired. Totally yeah, I'm gonna let you go last on that. On this one, you be sounding okay. tired. There's some black folk that's just lazy. You tired? Tired. <laughs> you tired I, of I, the BS? You tired of everything? <laughs> well, listen. I've been working a minimum of two plus jobs since I was 14 years old. Out of capacity. Okay. I know my family's very strong on work ethic. Also, they're also very family on hustling, too. So I learned a little bit of both. You know, I learned how to work hard, but I also learned how to work hard, work, work, let my uh, hard work as well. So I've got it from both sides. And I agree on, with both of them. Now, what I'll say, the fact that I'll say that we're being lazy, I do agree there's a lot of us that are being deemed as lazy because we have more opportunity than our ancestors did. But we mm -hmm. also have to recognize that it's coming from a systematic standpoint. The yeah. families that most of these people grew up from, they may not have had the same work ethic that I did or that you, uh, any of you have. So it's been ingrained in them for generations. Let, let, let's right. take people in housing and development, for example. Most of them have the crabs in a barrel mentality. Misery loves company. If one person is doing bad, they expect everybody to be doing the same. There's no encouragement to go out and right. do better. Right. That, some of us that's have no longer that. an excuse. So, I'm, I'm with you, Isaac. No such thing. There's no longer an, an excuse. Crabs I mean, in not the barrel, now. I don't do crabs in the barrel. Now, now, the crabs in the barrel mentality, I don't do. And I'm going to tell you why. Because crabs don't belong in the barrel. That's the, that's the symbolism <laughs> of systemic oppression. You understand what I'm saying? That's the symbolism of systemic oppression right there, right, Zach? No? Like it's, the crabs don't belong in there. Huh? <laughs> they want to get out because they don't belong in there. They don't belong in there. It's the same as us. We don't belong in that barrel that this country puts us in. So, right. what, we, so what we do, what we tend to do is is pull out, try to pull our way out, and they usually have us fighting against ourselves. So to when you out. ask the question, right. So when you ask the question, and, and you see, to get out of the hood or to get out of our situation, it's always to get out, never to pour into. If we understand, what happens is they always have us in this barrel where we try to get yeah. out, go into the suburbs, go to mm -hmm. California, go to... Go back to the south. Go on there. Go to the south, go here. Nah, right. that's why. That's the reason why I'm still here, because it would have been easy to go down south and to do all those things. Yeah, How am I going to do anything for my community if I'm not here? So yeah. I'm not lazy. I'm tired of having right. to work for anybody else besides my people. Yeah. That's my right. thing. You understand right. what I'm saying? Now, when it comes to them, I'm going to be lazy as hell. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? I'm going to be lazy as hell. Well, they don't get none of my energy. Let's just but clarify I that definition of tired. Tired to the point, not tired physically, not tired right. that I can take it no more, but tired, tired of this shit. So now right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's the opposite right. of it now. 
But we got to use this system for us. Right. And a lot of people don't. It starts with education. It starts with, you know, you don't got to get a degree, but you got to be educated in something and then build from there. You right. know, like people don't. And we're, you know, I, you know, I understand that people don't know. And it's not from their, you know, like their ancestors or their, their elders in their family. They, they can't be taught that. But you can teach yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like nobody. Right. There's no class there's, to teach you how to deal with social self, media. There's a lot of self-taught men. There's a lot of self-taught men. Yes, Jews get all the food stamps too. Yep, yep. They, they get the help. They listen. They allow the government to do what they need to do. Listen, right. while they keep their cash to themselves. But now, speaking of cash, currency, um, we have a talking point. Time is the new currency. What did you mean by that, Joe? You brought it up in the meeting. Um, we look at time as something that's priceless. But mm. at the end of the day, we all we all have a limited amount of time. We can mm-hmm. that's something we cannot multiply. We cannot extend. We got a limited amount of time on this earth from birth to death. That's the time that we have to use to better our lives. But people look at time now as something that is unlimited, and it's not. So when I say the value in currency, I mean that my time is valuable, meaning that I'm here doing this when other things can be happening or I I can be using it in other assets. So for us, but you're getting the best out of my time right now. The currency is that the, the, the knowledge that I'm pertaining to everybody, that I'm talking about to everybody. But using the time that you have currently, yes, we have a limit on what we can uh, do what we can do from birth to death, but uh, it's within that time frame it makes it valuable. That gives me, a, a, a reason. Let me jump in there before I forget this thought about it, because time is the new currency. That It sparked something in me, because I've always said one thing. Time is of the now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Time is of the now. Time is of the moment. The, the fact that people use time as currency, whereas you have an hour in a day, you understand what I'm saying? You know I mean? You have, a, you have 24 hours in a day. You have a 60 minutes in an hour. All of right. those things are used to control us. You understand right. what I'm saying? Let me explain what time has done. Time is used to control men. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you if you fragment it in, 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 you know I mean, into intervals where you say, okay, the daytime is for work and then the nighttime is for doing such and such. The daytime is for... For, 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 for getting your money, but the nighttime isn't. You understand what I'm saying? So right. when, you do, when you do it like that, they made it a currency that is not, that, that really it ain't, it, 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 you know, it, that's not what it is. Time right. is up here and now. Where right. I am right now is what is important. I'm here mm-hmm. talking to you brothers right now. What right. everything else is happening in the world has nothing to do with me because I have no control over the billions of people that's doing other things. Mm-hmm. So that's what people t- tend to get caught up in. You know what I mean? So time being yeah. a new currency, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like what are you doing right now? You know, there's a there's a book that I have on my to read list. And uh-huh. it's called um uh uh what's the name of this book? Something about how to get the most out of an hour. Okay. So, you know, because for me, time management, when I have so many different things going on, then trying to balance work life, you know, family, um, you know, all the things are important. You can't just be a workaholic, you know, you have to have a balance and you have to have mm-hmm. time for fun and time for building your children and, and, and your relationship, right? Um, with your woman or, or friends, or whatever, and all that is important to growth. Until right. we learn to cut those puppet master strings, you know, and that's why I agree with Isaiah about you know education being key, because you can't you can't be independent and you can't get the most out of your time, and then your time is not even valuable if you're not doing like nighttime is actually a time when I make money too. But right. you gotta right. have that, that that nine to five mindset, which is right. a slight mentality. Right. So I agree, Isaiah. Isaiah. Time being a new currency, um, 
What do you think on that? In that, in that uh, situation? I just think like this. All right. So I'm just go back real quick. COVID happened. Right. I had one job nine to five, you know, and then I realized I was bored because I was home. I wasn't going anywhere. I was working from home. So I was like, I need to be maximizing this time, like maximizing those extra. You know, I'm working probably like four hours out of the day and I'm supposed to be on for eight, you know, but then I'm like, all right, let me use this other four to do something else. I think it's all about what you do with your time. A lot of people waste time. A lot of people get these roadblocks. Oh, you by 30, I got to have this. So I got to be married by this. And I'm like, you can't even control that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm 40 and I'm still this, like, you know, getting to certain new stuff that has just gotten to me. And I think people use that as a roadblock. Like, I can't do this at this age or I can't do this now. And you have the same 24 that I have. Uh-huh. That all of us gentlemen have, and we just right. some some people waste it, some people take advantage of it. You just got to get your multitasking skills up, basically. Right. right. On this topic, are you guys familiar with the Pomodoro technique? No. no. Twenty-five minutes hard work. Take a break. Five minutes. Go back. Twenty-five minutes hard work. The human mind—they have done studies that we are designed to be most productive in those intervals. And if you something I just learned last year, mm. I tried it and and uh, I haven't been consistent, but it works. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they have a, and, and, and I mean, the, all right. So when you look at it, it says identify African work ethics, the power of competition. Do they use competition for, like, is, is competition good? I mean, is it good for us as a community or is it bad for us as a community? Because they seem to throw everything as a matter of, of competition. All right. Can I answer it? Can I oh, jump yeah. in? Yeah. Right. I think competition is, very necessary, especially if you want to win. When I was in college, when I went into those, as soon as I got in the class, I looked at everybody and I said, you're my competition. I need to get this A before you get okay. it. They, okay. didn't know. they didn't know that I was competing with them, but I needed that competition to keep me going. That's you know right. what I'm saying? As study groups, I wanted us to win over that other study group. Like if it was a competition, I think it's necessary. It makes you go harder. Sort of like, and my life is like a sports reference. Like when I get on the court and I play basketball, I don't care who's on the other side. If you're not on my team, I'm going at you. I'm trying to win. Okay. Copy. So now, Zach, how do we measure, define success through our work ethics? Like, how, like what, what, what is the measurement there? I mean, I, that, that, that depends on what you determine success to be. You know, okay. we're talking about money because there's some people that understand that you don't have to have money to be successful. Absolutely. But are you providing? Are you happy at the end of the day? Are you accomplishing the purpose in life? Mm-hmm. You know, they asked John Lennon what he wanted to be in kindergarten, and he said happy when you grow up, right? Bob Marley the, interview, the interviewer asked Bob Marley, you know, uh, do you consider yourself rich? And he said, what do you mean rich? Right. Yes. I love that interview. I love that interview. Did you make a lot of money off of your music? He said, said, my money is that my money does not determine my wealth. No, I love that interview. That's my journey. Richness. He said, my richness is life. Yes. You know, I love that interview. I mean, you know, it depends on what you determine as as success, but that has to uh, um, be in the mind of the individual. So whatever you want, you to to accomplish in life, are you accomplishing that? And then that will that's will that define your that define your success. And you taking the steps to get there, and you can answer that question. Everyone can answer that question on their own. Correct, right. Joe. Um, you brought in the point of the point of the importance of sabbaticals, and um, 
me personally, I know I know the importance of sabbatical. So I I, I speak to that as well. Um, the importance of sabbatical is very important. You need you need you know you need the rest of the mind. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be sitting there working extremely hard on everything in life and not be able to take some time to yourself. Because if we don't, this this country will have you running seven days a week, twenty four hours, three hundred and sixty five days just to get them ahead. You know what I mean? So yes, uh, sabbaticals are very important to our to our state of mind. Agreed. Um, what do you think about that, Joe? Uh, in the symbolism uh, symbolism point, this country is like a well-oiled machine, as they can say, and we're the robots. But we're Correct. human beings. We can't do the same things that robots do. They expect us to be on 24-7, 365, nonstop, right. whether it's working or life, period. Right. We have to realize our value is not from work or trying to succeed the best way we can. Our value should be in what we do in life. Because like coming going back to what I mentioned about time earlier, that's all right. we have. Right. So we use our time as wisely as possible. I think sabbaticals is something that in other countries that you go to, like in Australia and New Zealand, they're given three months a year out of the whole year to travel, to do whatever, to clear their head, to clear their minds. Okay. It's it's a well, game. That, that, that ain't happening here, brother. In that the United States, where we're such a capitalist environment, the focus, the value is money. Money, 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 money. Do what you got to do to get it. Doesn't care, don't care who you take out, don't care yeah. how you get it, just get it done. There's no uh, time for that. When at the same when at the end of the day, the rest is a necessity. They look at rest as a liability. That's not the case. Nah, so because that's not if we're resting, they're not making money. So what right. we go so what we're gonna do with that being said, we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna talk to our brother Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah Brown. I like yes. how your name. I know. I like how you spell the name. There, smooth name, man. Smooth name. You I got, appreciate you, it. You know what I mean. You got the smooth. You know what I mean, brother. Brother. Brother came off the beach. You know what I mean. The brother came off. The beach. You thought I was gonna forget. You thought I was gonna forget. You came hey, off the listen. beach. It's you know something I mean? about the salt water that brings me closer to God. I, I, I hear you, bro. But I'm gonna let Joe. I'm gonna let Joe ride this one out with you, man, because um, Joe, you know, you and Joe have a have a have a history. So I'm gonna let oh, Joe speak yeah. on this. Well, yes, I. Um... I'll take it all. Tell us about <laughs> yourself. Who is Isaiah Brown? Uh, well, I'm just a black man from the Bronx. You know, from the '80s Bronx, grew up poverty, all that good stuff, and you know, just took all the negative stuff that I grew up with. And, you know, I kind of broke my life down into like two thirty fives. I know we're going to get into the book I wrote and I wrote about the first thirty five years of my life, which were a struggle. And I took that struggle and I tell everybody I'm so pro education because if it was not for education, I would not be here in, in, in breathing. I would not be here. It saved my life. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Um, and, you know, I'm just a black man who's a black father and uh, all about black. You know, I, you know, and that's about it. That's the best way to sum it up. Joe? Well, I, I know you on a more personal level. You know, this is yes. my football brethren right here. We've known each other for 10 plus years, you wow. know, and we, we I, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long either. You know, time goes by that fast. But I, I, what I, um, you introduced me to a song that you're help promoting called Black Man Strong. Um, yes. Can we, can we, can we play about 30 seconds of it? Will I, will I kill? Go ahead. Yeah. Do your thing. Okay. We so, got time. All right. So what we did was I wanted to play a mm-hmm. 
Turn it up. Okay, that's me. Okay, sorry. Sorry about that. That's me. Now, I don't want to spoil it because I think people need to look more into it, but... I mean, it, I've related so much to it because I am a black man and I am strong, you know, so and and not just the sense of uh, not just the sense of being um, a black man, but being a strong black man. But in sense of pride and sense of passion and sense of life, right. what from like what, what did that idea of the song come from? Like, why did uh, why, why, why are you promoting it? Um, oh, I'm promoting it because, um, you know, I started my own company to basically invest. Um, so I got this opportunity to help any artist that wanted to not be signed, not be, you know, raped of their privileges of their intellectual property to, you know, get their music out on all streaming platforms. So one of my childhood friends, he has a label. He had these two artists and the two artists that are on that song are Jay West and um, featuring Double O. It's called Black Man Strong. And, you know, it's the first song that I put out on the, you know, my my company um, through a distribution company that worked with that I partnered with and we got it out there. So we just got to do all the marketing on our own. So I do appreciate you, you know, playing this for your, your, your loyal followers. And, you know, what better song, Black Man Strong, to, you know, from a black man trying to just, you know, get listen, where he got to go. Listen, we looking, we looking for a new intro song anyway. So don't, we might, we might need that. Might, you know what I mean? Because we need, we need, we need copyright rights and all the other stuff. So we, I know. Since so you're we, a friend of the show, we might need, we might, we might switch it up. You know what I mean? That, yeah, well, let me know. I, hey, listen, I, I get the artists and they can sign off. If y'all want to, you know, use that part to that, that'll be great. Zachariah, <laughs> you got a question for him? Yeah, I was going to say, can we share a link somewhere on the screen to where we can like, purchase that music? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's all on all streaming platforms. Um, Tidal, uh, Apple Music, um, that's the two main ones. Oh, Spotify, things like that. So okay. I can definitely share a link. Okay, cool. I mean, well, we like, in a private chat. Okay, so but what we got here, um, besides um, your song "Black Man Strong," and you said that this is from your is a label that you have going on. Oh no, I just have a, a, a company LLC that I I'm just an investor, right? I'm just the, what they call the plug in the street. So okay. if you got that you want to put out, come to me. I can set it up and get it all out to. Um, um, you know, on all streaming platforms, and then I can help with the marketing because I have a marketing and digital marketing background. All right, all right, shoot. Listen, all right, well, we shoot. We, that's what I like to hear. I like to hear <laughs> how, you can, how you can help me. All right, okay, <laughs> we help each other in this sense, you know what I mean? Okay, so, um, what was your I, you, I mean, I know you promote the song based on mm -hmm. your company. But right. I mean, you simply could. You like, you really can just go and like, like you could support them, and they go shop it themselves. What made you want to actually be a part of the promoting aspect? Uh, just because, like, you know, we all how you know we if they make money, I make money. Of course, it's an investment, so I want the investment to take off. 
And then I'm helping, you know, the black community. I'm helping, you know, get that intellectual property out there because you, you're not signing away your rights. So when, you know, if you give me something that I believe in and we want to put out and they believe in strongly, let's put it out and then I'll, I'll do the marketing. Because, you know, the marketing is easy. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the fun part, just seeing how many hands you can, ears I can get it into and things like that. And it's all grassroots. And then, you know, I keep building off of that, you know, single after single. Being the plug, as you would say, saying yes. that's the plug, plug, as we know, that's why I said <laughs> plugged in, you know, it all play on words and whatnot. Um, are there any other things that you are the plug for, per se? Uh, well, I could be the plug for independent, you know, uh, putting an independent book out. You know, my, my, my book is called uh, Black Therapy, The Light That Almost Killed Me. Um, I wrote it, produced it, all lived it, and put it all together, edited it myself, and then worked with a... Um, um, a great uh, um, publisher who they got it up on Amazon and, and Barnes and Nobles and other places. And, you know, I kept all the rights to my, you know, my books. So it's been pretty doing pretty well. So, you know, I, I felt like this book would be inspirational to people. So, you know, I like to plug people on what I went through so they don't have to go through some of the bull crap that I went through. You know what I mean? Joe, you got another question? Well, What's the story behind, I mean, I know a little bit of it, but for those mm -hmm. who don't know, what's the story behind Black Therapy? Like, what oh, made you uh, decide to so, write a book about your life? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's autobiography. It's an autobiography. However, it's more so me analyzing myself, right? I went to therapy before, and I felt like it wasn't necessary for me because I can have a conversation with anybody and get my thoughts across and things like that. So I decided to break down like I was on my on a train on my iPhone, I put the table of contents together and then the words just started flowing. It took me about a year to write it. And then it was just me taking every little negative or even positive, you know, things like sex and things like that, everything and just analyzing it myself, asking those questions to myself in book format just to see, you know, if I could learn more about why I went through this, why, why were we poor? Why were we on welfare? Why was there no success? Why did I witness, you know, drugs and, and, and domestic violence and things like that? Why was I neglected? Things like that. So instead of me going on the swan song, like, well, Oh, I did this. Blah, 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 I was like, no, why did, why did I, you know, go through that and try to answer that in the book? And I think I did, I, I you know, I've gotten good feedback on this. So I think I, I did a good job. Well, Zach, you got last, oh well, we got a last question, Zachariah, for him. Sorry, um, Joe. Hold on, Zach. Hold on, Zach. Right, Zach. Joe, what you about that? Well, no, I was gonna say, from what I've read, I can totally relate. Like, we don't realize how much in common we have as a people. Like, your story resonated to me, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people looked at it and said, "Wow, our lives are not that far apart, or certain aspects of it." So, you know, just right. to let you know, from a personal standpoint, that. You know, as we as we talk about, we're not all as different as we seem to be. Like we all go through very similar life experiences, and yes. the matter right. of how we respond from those experiences. So that yes. was just you know giving you kudos for your for your book and how it resonated. Appreciate that. Appreciate it, uh, Zach. You got a last question for the brother before we close out? Um, no, I had a comment on what he said though. I I I, I want to read the book now too. I mean. Um, <laughs> It, just, that link. Yeah, because I could relate to what he was talking about, you know, having having gone through a therapy session and realizing I don't need this, I could do this for myself. And right. somebody that's always self-analyzing themselves, that's the person that's gonna grow the furthest. You know. Right. Um, yeah, and I think that's what the whole thing is trying to accomplish. So, so yeah, so, 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 brother, and we need more of that in the community. 
Yeah, self therapy, self therapy. Okay, yeah. go to link there. All right, self therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, my last question for you, brother Isaiah. I see. I see. I see. Isaiah. It's Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah mm -hmm. Brown, brother Isaiah yep. Brown. I like it. <laughs> what advice will you give to young people who want to succeed? Um, you just gotta you gotta take the good with the bad. You gotta you know put a little plan together under you know the Most High's plan. And, you know, you got to keep going. Like, my thing is you put one foot in front of the other. Like, I remember being broke. I remember being broke in college. I remember being broke in high school, all that. But I kept going because I knew it was a means to an end. I educated myself, made myself more marketable so that I could be successful. So that at this age, I could go out here and get a job and use them to get where I got to go and things like that. So I would tell anybody. And I tell kids when I take them on black college tours, like, this is why you're here. You're here to use this as a hustle. Right. You get into school. It ain't just about the book and about learning. It's a hustle. It's using that to get to where you want to go, because eventually you're going to want to make money and then you want to take that money and invest in yourself. You can do that. But it's a journey. It's a slow process. Everybody don't just get rich overnight. You know? time, time, listen, patience, patience. Like I said, if you live in yes. the moment, if you live that in every minute that you're, you know, you're alive. Trust me, you'll, you'll, you'll get somewhere. Just live right. in the moment. So I yeah. don't live because the past is the past. That's that's another thing. They try to yes. control our time by using yeah. our past against us a lot of times. And don't allow oh, that. Yeah. People, don't allow that. People do not allow people, you know, people to use your past against you. Because it's a waste of time. That is a waste of your time to have to sit there and mull over what you already done been through. You're talking about the here and now as we're trying to as we're closing out. Brother, brother Brown, man. It was definitely a pleasure having you, man. Listen, we're definitely going to kick it, man, because. You know, you got you bring a lot to the table that, that that we are all about, and we you know we got so much going on. Joe and I, Zachariah and I, we trying to we actually do we actually trying to trying to do something to change, to shake up the world. I guess you'd say because people hey, we think I'm all for it. We think you know we think this community stuff, and yes. I think I think we got to think a little broader. You know what I mean? Because it's right. beyond our community. It's beyond their reach to even right. help us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I want to thank you, brother Isaiah, Isaiah yes. Brown. Um, Zachariah, you came through. Anything you want to say before? Because you know, got a few seconds for you before we go. No, I just think what we've spoken about in this show is going to be a great segue for a future uh, segment that's coming up. Uh -huh. Think about this when when we get off. But uh, you'll uh -huh. see what I'm talking about. All right, part of that, I have a feeling. My yes. I'm here if you need me. All right, my partner in crime, my main man, brother Joe. Words yes, by yes. Joe. My man, what's what's up? Talk to me. The, the Listen, there's so much that's going on in this world. We just got to keep our feet to the ground. Um, don't let society confuse you. Don't let society make you feel like your life isn't worth anything or what you're giving to the table isn't worth anything. We see what's happening and we, we all have our, our own internal growth within ourselves and use that growth in the best, the positive way as most as possible. So we just got to keep doing what we're doing. And hope for the very right. best. Yep. Keep digging away. And, I mean, I hope everybody got something out of this show. I hope people got a little knowledge out of the show, a little laughed out of the show, a little levity, a little understanding, a little therapy. I want it to be therapeutic. I want all of these things to be, you know, happening as you guys watch. And I appreciate anybody that watched all the way through. If you watch 10 minutes, I don't care. Watch five minutes, I don't care. Because I guarantee you, 
any segment that you watch of this show, you'll you'll get some information out of it. You'll get you'll get a good vibe out of it, and that's even in the intro. I don't care. We start from the intro with all with our mess. So at the end of the day, I want to thank Words by Joe. I want to thank Isaiah Brown. I want to thank Zachariah Israel. Zach, we're gonna talk. And guess what, fellas? We out. Salute. Peace. Peace. Peace.